Well, I am. Uh, I'm excited about tonight. You know, um, I hope that you guys believe that. Um, for those of you who have been around here long enough, that I try to follow the Lord as best as I possibly can when I share the Word with you and uh, and everything that we do. And uh, this week and even today, I had been um, in the Word. I had been praying, and I was I was here at I don't know eight thirty or nine o'clock this morning praying in the Word until. Um, about noon or noon 30 when I realize I don't have a word, <laughs> which is like the first time that's happened in 14 months of being here. And so I was kind of like, okay, God, you're going to do something. I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I trust you do something. So I texted Brian. I said, man, do you have a word for tonight? Um, and he said, no. And then like three minutes later, he, he texted me back. He's like, wait a minute, hold on. Wait, yeah, I think I actually do. And I was like, okay, awesome. <laughs> so I'm excited. Brian's going to share the word with us tonight. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to turn it over to Brian and let him lead us. Uh, again, um, I, I am uh, so appreciative um, of that time of worship. And so uh, pray for Brian as he leads us in the word. He's got a, a page of notes that literally God just gave him. So I'm, I'm going to hand it over to him. All right. That's nice. Thanks for the introduction, Tom. I thought I was just going to transition over here and I'd be like, hey. I'm still here, guys. Um, no, uh, it is it is cool how God works. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ask you guys all to do something real quick. All right? Everybody's sitting back in the back. How about everybody come forward a little bit? Tom says he likes uncomfortable, but I want everybody to come a little bit closer because I, I really want to, and I don't care if you guys sit back in the back, but not today. I need everybody to come forward. <laughs> Because I want to make sure everybody can hear me. No, I'm just joking. It's not that at all. But, but do I? I do ask you guys. <clears throat> all right, move forward, people. <laughs> Come on, Billy. Now, <laughs> um, now the reason why I'm asking you guys to move forward is because the message that God gave me is actually something that there's a lot of stuff that's happened just in our life within like what the next last week, two weeks. Um, and I feel like God, like we've been talking about, like, man, God's really been blowing us away right now. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I feel like we're a family here. And I know it's easy to go back to our same spots and stuff, but I want us to feel close right now to each other because we've got to be able to have that closeness to, uh, to kind of go through the things that I'm about ready to talk to tonight, talk to you guys, to, to you guys about tonight. Again, like Tom said, he texted me this, like this afternoon or something like that. And I'm like, oh, man. So I just started jotting down all the stuff that I was going through. And usually I use my Bible up here, but I had so little time. I didn't have time to go through and mark things. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to use the phone app and try to work this thing out. So we'll see how this goes. But what I want to talk to you guys about tonight, and I will give you a forewarning. About halfway through, I'm going to share some things about uh, spirits and stuff that uh, something that happened recently that I, I really felt like is important for us to know together as believers too. Because, you know, we, we know we're in a spiritual battle. Uh, we hear it, you know, we've heard it through church, but there are, there really is things going on. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge that, but then also know where we stand in regards to that. So bear with me. Uh, there's going to be some things that I will share. So if you have young kids and you don't want them to hear it, feel free to take them out. Okay. Not take them out. Walk them downstairs, all right? We're not taking out anybody here. But I'm going to talk to you guys tonight about feeling stuck, 
All right. Now, I want everybody to give, like, look at this, man. Okay, we walked into our, our people back here in the sound booth and running these screens. And I was like, hey, usually I, if I speak, I bring them, like, a little flash drive of all these things. I'm like, here you guys go. And they're like, we love it. So I came in today, and I'm like, all right, guys, I need you guys to turn this into something up there. I'll tell you the scriptures, and we'll just try to work it out. And they did awesome. Um, so give them a round of applause. Yes. They always impress us. But, yeah. I want to talk to you guys about feeling stuck. You know, we can go through our life, and how many of you guys have ever felt just stuck? Like, you feel like you can't go anywhere. You're not getting anywhere. Uh, And that's why I think it's so important that we can all relate to this. Like, it could be at your work. It could be with your finances. It could be with your health, what the doctors say. It could be with, with things that you're dealing with at school. You just feel stuck, and you feel like, God, I'm not getting anywhere. I don't understand why I just feel stuck. So let me, something I want to first clear, I want to get this out of our thoughts. I want to talk about this. What, one thing that I've heard a lot of people say is when you get stuck, here's a very good, uh, uh, how do I say this? This is a very good, uh, this is something that you always hear Christians say. Cliche, yeah, see, Shauna's like my, she's really good at that. She can read my mind. Uh, but no, it's a cliche. But basically what they say is, you just got to have more faith. And how many of you have ever heard, you just got to have more faith? All right, I see hands up all over the place. All right, so when you feel stuck, the last thing you want to hear is, you just need to have more faith. Because what happens then is, you start thinking, well, I don't have enough faith. What's wrong? Like, what? You know, God, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? I believe in God. I have faith, but why do I feel stuck, God? What's going on here? So let me clear something up here first. Jesus, I want to, I want to look at this scripture in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. And I'm going to read this. It says, now this is from the New Living Translation. It says, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. So Jesus told him, you don't have enough faith, but get this. He says, I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would be moved. Nothing would be impossible. So let's clear this up real quick. God says, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It's a, don't ever let someone tell you you don't have enough faith, okay? That you, don't, you need more faith. You need bigger faith. How big does your faith have to be? For Jesus to work. And I think that's what Jesus wants us. So I want us all to understand that right now. If you're feeling stuck, if you felt stuck, or you're going through what we're about ready to talk to, talk about tonight, I want you to realize it's not about having more faith or bigger faith. It's about having enough faith. And Jesus gives us the measurement, a mustard seed. All right? So get that in your head. Because I've went through life thinking, oh, God, I just need more faith. Help my, help my faith grow. But Jesus doesn't say, hey, your faith needs to grow. No, he just says, you don't have enough faith, and he gives you the measurement. Just a little bit of faith will move mountains, all right? So put that in your thoughts as we get ready to move forward. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pray. God, I thank you so much, Father. I thank you, God, for allowing us just to be able to come together tonight as friends, as a family, just to, go, just to talk about you, Lord. You're so amazing and so wonderful, Lord. You have so many great things planned for us. 
And Lord, I pray tonight that your Holy Spirit will just use this message tonight, Lord, to open people's hearts and help us not be stuck, God. Help us, help me be able to relate the words that you want me to give, Lord, and explain. Lord, Holy Spirit, I'll let you just work this through each person's heart here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so i got to figure out this app real quick. Mm-hmm. Notes. All right, cool. All right, so we're talking about faith. I want to look at a story in the Bible about a paralyzed man. It's in Mark chapter 2. So if you guys have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 2. We're going to read five verses there. I want, I want, to, I want to read through this, this story here. And uh, we're going to start, we're going to, Stop partly through it. But I wanted you guys to see something. Because I want to I want us all to realize that there's more to faith than just saying you gotta have faith. Okay. Let me explain that to you. Let the word explain this to you. In verse one it says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him in to Jesus because of the crowd. So let's stop right there. It's easy. I've been here before. You feel stuck, right? Here's these guys. They're carrying their buddy that's paralyzed, because they heard Jesus there, and they're like, well, I want Jesus. They have faith, right? They have faith, and they're like, we got to get our friend to Jesus. We know Jesus can heal them, right? So what happens, this is me, and maybe you guys can relate to this, but when I'm going through life, there's been times that I'm like, I need Jesus to move in this. I, and then what happens is I hit something like this. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. How many times have you felt like God wanted you to do something, and you hit a roadblock, and I've hit these roadblocks where you just stop, like, right in place. And you're like, that's where faith changes a little bit. There's something here. These guys could have easily said, you know what? We just can't get them to Jesus. I mean, look at the crowd. And now I'll tell you one thing that don't, I'm not belittling prayer. We're going to talk about prayer tonight, too. But a lot of times I've seen, bless you, <laughs> a lot of times, we get in a spot and we see walls and we're like, well, the only thing I can do is pray, 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 which is prayer is, don't get me wrong, very important. We're going to talk about that again. But there's something else that happens in this story here. It says they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. Let me finish reading. The next, the very next line says, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith... Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. All right, so let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Here's what I'm talking about. Faith is more than just saying, I have faith, and then say, I'm just going to sit here and pray until God does something. Faith makes a way. Faith makes a way. And what I mean by that is, these men had their friend, and they needed to get him to Jesus. 
Maybe there's something in your life that Jesus is saying, hey, you know, Jesus, I need you to interact in this. I need you to, to help me here. But you hit a wall. And then you hit a wall, you stop. And you're like, I don't know what to do, God. I'm stuck. Here's the thing. Faith makes a way. You've got to look around. And yes, you pray to God and ask him to show you. But look, faith made a way for these men to get their friend. Faith gave them the vision to dig a hole through the roof above Jesus' head to lower their friend down to Jesus. Faith makes a way. Faith doesn't call us to stand still. Look, faith makes a way. And I felt like God really wanted us to talk about that tonight. I'm going to share some things about what I mean in my own life. This is something that that I've went through. Uh, You know, me and Shauna, in 2010, I lost my job. All right, we moved from Loveland, Ohio to Harrison, Ohio. We had been paying rent for double rent for three months, right? So I felt like Shauna was to, I wanted her to stop working and stay at home to raise our son. I felt like that was really important. God was kind of dealing with me on that. And no judgment there. Everybody, you know, everybody's different. I'm not saying, hey, women shouldn't work. You know, you do it. You do it. You feel as best for your family. This is something that God was working with me on. So Shauna stopped working. She's raising our kid raising our son, and we get our kid, like we have no relationship. He's raising our kid. Uh, No, she's raising our son, and uh, we finally get all the rent paid, and we move out to this place an hour away. It wasn't that big of a step, but it was a huge step for us. It was the first time we ever felt like God told us to move, pack up, and move somewhere. So we move out there, and within probably one or two weeks, I'm at work, and I get told at work, we've got to let you go. Because of the economy, we can't keep you. So I'm like, what the heck? Now, a lot of people that know us know that we lost our first house because of the housing market, and we weren't, we wasn't smart about what we were doing. So, of course, on the way home, I'm thinking, God, what the heck are we doing? I just moved my entire family out here, and now I don't have a job. Like, I can't do this again. Like, I thought, you know, what did I do wrong? That's my thoughts. What did I do wrong? And here's what God told me. He told me, no, no, this isn't the same thing. I want to teach you something. I want to teach you how to trust me. I want to teach you how to have faith in me. Now, what I didn't do is I didn't go home and sit there and say, well, God told me just to have faith, so I'm just, I'm just going to pray and, and have no action behind that. No, I started searching for work. I couldn't get work. But, man, I'll tell you what, God worked out some amazing things that, Checks were coming in. I was getting business from people that, from big businesses like Paycor and stuff that I'm like, how do these people even find out about me? I'm not doing, I'm doing zero marketing and all these things. So, but God, faith made a way. And I just had to be open to see those ways and honor it when God put it in front of me. So that was one story. Then we had a time when we had, we had two great running cars. Great. We had a, well, one of them I didn't really care for. It didn't like me either. It was a Dodge Durango. It loved Shauna. I hated that thing. Every time I get in, the transmission would slip all the time, and she'd get in, and it would just drive like a Cadillac. I'm like, that thing hates me. I don't know. We had it for a long time, but it, it was surviving. And, uh, and then I had a, an Eclipse. So both cars were running great, and I, got a, I had a dream. And I'm like, I woke up. I was like, whoa. And Shauna asked me, she's like, what? I was like, I had a dream. I had one of those dreams. I feel like God wanted me to see something. He showed me he was going to bless us of a car. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, I don't know why. We got two great running cars. But that's what he showed me, so whatever. I mean, that's cool. 
Well, within a couple weeks, both cars went out totally. Transmission finally went out of the Durango. And then the, the Eclipse, which was running great, the seal busted on the engine and it blew the whole motor like within seconds. So here we are with no cars, right? And, but I'm like, you know what? A lot of people looked at us crazy. Like, you know, what are you guys doing? I'm like, look, I'm telling you, God showed me he's going to give us a car. I'm just, I'm not worried about it. I'm just trusting God. We're, we're just going to keep doing what we got to do. And we finally got a little bit of money saved up. And I was like, her dad called us and he said, there's an old Dodge shadow. It had been sitting for like five years. Like an old lady passed away and it was sitting in a garage. I mean, look, we got this car. He called us. He like 900 bucks. I told her, I was like, who knows? Maybe someone will call us. We had $900. Exactly what we had, $900. And I said, babe, I think we need to just, we need to buy a car for now. How much do we have? How much, you know, whatever we have God's given us. We had $900. I'm like, who knows? Maybe we'll find a car like where someone passed away and it's just been sitting in their garage and it's just sitting there with low mileage. The phone call was, hey, this lady passed away. It's been sitting in a, like, a garage for I don't know how many years. Five years. And I was like, how much do they want for the car? 900 bucks. It's got 90,000 miles on it. I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. And let me tell you, anybody that knows me knows I would never chose to drove a Dodge Shadow. Okay? And I, Shauna knows that. That's not my choice of automobiles. So I get this car. We're like super excited. Like, look what God did. And of course, I had people saying, I thought you said God was going to bless you with a car. I was like, I did, but this is a blessing, man. $900 for a car? This is great. And, I mean, look, I pulled a snakeskin out of the trunk of the car. It was so bad, man. But here's what I looked at. I'm like, you know, faith is making a way. We got a car. And then the car was totally out of whack. You know, it had a lot of work needed to be done and new brakes and so I'm working on all the breaks. I'm getting ready to go to Florida with a worship team to, to, uh, to do worship out there. And I'm getting ready to leave Shauna behind with Ashton. I'm like, I've got to get this car working so they have a car to drive when I'm gone. So I'm out there just working on it nonstop. And I get a phone call. And the phone call is, hey, uh, we need you to come down to the church. I was like, uh, okay, uh, sure. Can somebody come get me? Because I'm kind of like working on the car right now. And I'm super excited like, about the car. I'm like, you know, this thing's going to be great. I'm like, yeah, we'll come get you. I was like, awesome. So they came and got me. They t- brought me to the church, me and Shauna both, and we're walking out, and Ashton. We're all walking out, and we're, we're, like, super excited about this car. And they're like, you know, we really feel like you guys need, like, a Ford Taurus. I'm like, ah, oh, no, this car is cool. They're like, no, you guys need a Ford Taurus. You guys need something with a big trunk. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be nice. Like, yeah, you could put cupcakes in it and stuff, which that's Shauna's thing, not mine. I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, that's your Ford Taurus right there. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, somebody bought this Ford Taurus for you guys. You just got to go finish filling out the paperwork. I'm like, what? Now I'm sharing these things for, with you guys for you guys to know, like, whatever you're going through right now, whatever you feel stuck in, look, faith makes a way. It does. Um, same thing happened moving to Florida. You know, we moved this, made this big move to Harrison, Ohio. Then, as we're, you know, still, it's what, 2000, almost 2013. We've been living out in Harrison since 2010, I think we moved out there. And I still had no job, but God was sending work through my personal business. And I'm like, he was giving us just enough to be able to live off of. I'm like, this is awesome. 
So then all of a sudden, God tells us he wants us to go to Florida. And we're like, what the heck? This is awesome, but how are we going to get there? And we're like, you know, we both talked about it. And I said, if God wants us to go, he's going to make a way. We had zero dollars saved up because we were not planning on moving to Florida. And here's what I did. We prayed, and we both sat down. We said, if God wants us to move to Florida to go to this church to serve at, then know he'll provide what we need. And I immediately, we both started working and trying to get the money saved. Whatever work God sends us to us, we're going to do and save up and prepare for this. And we did. And we were so thankful for God. And, and I was like, you know, this is awesome. We knew we'd take care of it. And then like right, like maybe a week before we were heading out, we got a phone call that someone said, hey, how are you guys doing? I'm preparing. We're like, oh, we're good to go. We got just enough. And they said, well, hey, God just put on my heart, put on our heart that we want to cover all your costs for moving to Florida. We want to put you up in a hotel for a night. We want to pay for the rental truck, all this stuff. And we're going, What? Now, understand that we were moving to Florida with not even knowing where we were going to live. We had no idea what we were going to do. I was still just working off my own business. I'm like, all right, God, we're just going to do this for you. And just we know this is what you want us to do. So he provided. Faith made a way. Then years later, we get to Florida. He tells us he wants us to come back here. All right. Did you you hear that excitement in my voice? here and uh but he did and we talked about it and it was the hardest thing for us to do but we also knew that we had no money to come back but we said if God wants us to come back he's gonna make it happen he'll make a way and he did again someone covered our entire moving cost to move back and I'm like God makes a way So having faith is also knowing that God is going to make a way. And sometimes we've got to look for that way. Don't ignore it and just be like, well, I'm not doing anything until God just makes it happen. Look around. Open your eyes. Faith makes a way. But here's the thing. I want to talk about this. When faith makes a way, something I want to encourage you guys about is don't be afraid. Because when we're stuck and we feel like, okay, This is a way God has made for me to do this, but I'm just afraid to step through that. I'm afraid to do what God wants me to do because the things that get us stuck is not having the faith, understanding that God is going to make that way, but then also being afraid to step through that. Uh, So I want to share something really cool with everybody. This is, it's cool in some ways, and this is where I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, spirits and stuff. Um. Our, our last week has been pretty pretty cool, pretty crazy. We had the best date night ever. Uh, I don't think the goat's up here right now, but, and, uh, but yes, I'll share a little bit of that too. Why not? Uh, <laughs> so we, this is what's cool is that God sends us, each and every one of us, to a place for a particular reason. I believe that everybody here, is here for a reason. I believe wherever you live, you're there for a reason. Wherever you work, you're there for a reason. Now, it's easy to get to start looking at other people and thinking, man, they're doing so much for God over here. Why can't I be doing that? Well, let me let you know, there is stuff that God wants us to be doing for him here. Wherever you're at, he's got things, but we have to be looking for that and not be afraid of it. So Shauna and us, 
Sauna and me, I guess. It wasn't us. It was just me and Sauna. It was a, we found, I was like, you know what, babe? I want to go on a date night. Let's go a date night. She's like, all right. So we went out to, what was that restaurant? Some Japanese, like, sushi place. It was amazing over in Milford. I know Tom won't go there. They have steak there. So you can go there. Hibachi Grill or something like that. Or Yeah, so we went out there, had a, had a great date night. We leave, and as we left, we stopped at, did we stop at, yeah, we stopped at Kroger's to get ice cream, all right? I'm like, babe, I want some ice cream. And she's like, how can you eat ice cream right now? I was like, it just sounds so good. Let's go get some vanilla ice cream. So we stopped there, and as we're leaving, Jimmy called. Jimmy called us, and uh, he had an emergency. Um, and as he, as he shared, he's, he had a baby goat that was just born that was, it was dying, basically. And he was rushing to try to get the tractor supply to get, because the mama wasn't taking care of it, so he was trying to get there to get it food. And, I mean, literally, as he's driving, I'm on the phone with him. He's like, hold on. And he's like, I hear the phone laying down. And he's like, don't you die on me, don't you die on me. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, man, this is crazy. Like, this is intense. So, like, we're like, we're going to meet you at Tractor Supply. We're going to get the stuff, get ready. So right when you pull in, we can start taking care of this goat. Or he can take care of the goat because we didn't, we didn't know what the heck to do. We're like, Ugh. we don't even know how to put the nipple on the bottle. I don't know. But uh, he did all that. But we watched this, and we're like, we left there, and we're like, wow, what an amazing date night. This is so crazy cool. <laughs> it gets cooler. And, you know, we posted a post on Facebook that we were – that we have, me and Sean has talked about it, and we decided, like, we really felt like it's time for us to look for some property around here to buy some property. And uh, so we've been talking about it, and so we've, we've been looking at some property, and one area that we're looking at, uh, we're like, well, you know, it feels like, you know, we know God's got stuff for us to do here, so we, things are falling in order, so let's just do this. And here again, I have this faith that, you know, that God's going to take care of what we need. I believe that's going to happen. And, uh, but as we're looking for property, we found a piece that we're like, Hey, it may be a necessary. This one really interests us. Okay. So now fast forward back to here of Jimmy, we're driving. We left Jimmy just saved this goat's life. It's amazing. We're driving. We just, we're just driving right through the property area that we're like, you know, maybe it's over here as we're driving What time was it at night? It was like pretty late. It was, it was dark, yeah. It wasn't like really late, but it was dark out. As we're driving, she gets a message on her phone, and I've got a message too. I'm going to read this to you guys. But I want you to hear this because maybe, I don't know if you're, if you're stuck somewhere or if you deal with fear or you're just wondering, like, God, I, don't, I want to be used. But I'm, maybe I'm afraid. I want to read this to you because one of the reasons why we moved back here was because I... T- well, the main reason why we moved back here was I told Shauna that God wasn't about the job or anything like that, but I was like, God put it on my heart to come back to where we live because there's people from our school that he wanted us to reach out to and share him with. And I'm like, you know, so here we are. We're driving, and uh, I'm going to open this up real quick on my phone to read this to you. I'm not going to mention the name. Um but here's the text that we both get. Hey, sorry to bother you. I know you're going to think I'm nuts. But how do I get spirits out of my house? And Shauna is like reading this to me. 
And she's like, I don't know how, I don't know what to say. What should I say? How should I respond? And I'm just like, just praying in my, in my head, like, God, what do you want us to do? Or what do you want us to do? Because this is somebody that was from my high school. And I'm like, God, what do you want us to do right now? Because it would have been easy to say, just pray. Pray and have some faith. But that's what I felt like wasn't the answer at that time. So I'm just thinking, like, God, what, what do you want us to do? And I stopped the truck, and I asked Sean, I was like, where does, where does this person live? And she's like, let me find out. So she asked them, and they said, here's the address. We put it in the phone. It's two minutes from where we are. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, tell them we're coming. We're coming over. So we head over. I'm going to stop there for a second. I want you guys to turn to another book here in the Bible. Sorry if I keep it a little bit late, but I really feel like this is important to share with you guys, share for everybody here. Uh, let's see if I can figure this out again. We're going to go to Daniel chapter 3, okay? We're going to read a few verses here from, we're going to start in 15. And I want to read this story to you because this is such a beautiful story when it comes to faith. And also trusting that faith is going to make a way. That God is going to make a way. It's the story of Nebuchadnezzar that's wanting everybody to bow down to his, bow down to him and worship him. But there's some guys here that won't do it. Here's what it says. He said, now, after he's repeatedly told him, like, to bow down, he's basically telling him, if you don't bow down to me, I'm going to throw you in that, fire, that fiery furnace right there, okay? You're talking about really having faith and understanding that God's going to make a way, Right? He says, I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. Imagine if we were up here and we're like, all right, guys, everybody's sitting in the back. I'm going to give you one more time to get up here before I strum this guitar. And if you don't do it, we, well, we have a boiler downstairs, but we don't have a fiery furnace, but I guess I mean, it might be a tight fit. But you, you get my point. If we had a big fire rolling back here, and a lot of people would go running to come up here and sit up front, but these guys didn't. Here they are. He says, but if you refuse, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. All right, so here he is. They're understanding that faith makes a way. They don't know how this is going to turn out, right? Now, I'm going to finish reading here. It says, And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So these soldiers that are throwing these men into this furnace, they burn up. That's a pretty daggone hot fire. you got to really visualize this for what it is. So... I'm, I'm guessing there was probably people seeing this happen. Maybe they were. I don't Maybe not. But there had to be people sitting there going, whoa, like, that takes some mighty faith. Like, this people just blew up and gone. You know, they're, just, they're gone. Um, 
So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. And I love this. Nebuchadnezzar shouted, look, I see four men, four unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed. And the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could. To, so he couldn't even come close to the door because he couldn't handle the heat, right? He came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that this is amazing, that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their head was, was singed, and their clothes was not scorched. And get this, they didn't even smell of smoke. I'll tell you what, how do you get in that spot? You're facing a fiery furnace that people get too close to, they're just poof, gone, and you've got to realize, hey, I'm not stuck here. Because I have faith in my God, and I understand that he's going to make a way. That doesn't mean the outcome is always going to be what you think it might be, but we have to have a faith that faith will make a way. Yeah. That's the thing, like the devil doesn't get one over on Jesus. He doesn't. Right. Right. And I'm going to share more of this story because I think that as Christians, we have to understand something. Don't let fear dictate what you do for God. Because too many times we get into this life and we think that we think that we're playing, I'm not a big sports guy, but we think that we're we're on the defense and the enemy's attacking me. I gotta protect me. But that's the thing, that's not where we stand in this game. That's not where we stand in this battle. We are on the offense. And that's what the enemy does not want each and every one of us in here to realize is that we're on the offense. We are on the winning side here. That's where we stand. So this right here is teaching us that we have to trust that Jesus is going to show up. All right? Trust that Jesus is going to show up. He is with us. That's what his word tells us. Uh, and here's the cool thing is that in this story, when Jesus showed up, he made the impossible possible. The impossible was already, already being made possible. When these guys went into the furnace and still was walking around, the soldiers were gone before they even got to the furnace. That's not a job you want. You think your job's tough? Man, can you imagine that? Uh, dude, I don't want that. I don't want to fill his position. I don't, that's not a promotion, man. That's... I don't think the king likes me. That's, I mean, look, <laughs> Jesus is going to make the impossible possible. So we went out to this person's house, and we get there, and I want you guys to know, it's not far from here at all. And the only reason I'm sharing this, I'm not sharing this to, I don't want to scare anybody, but I want you to know that this is real, and there's nothing for any of us to be afraid of. We are warriors of God. If you are a follower of Christ, you are a warrior. Yes. 
He is with you. And he will make the impossible possible if we lean on him. So we go out there and uh, we go to the house. And great, I mean, they're great people. They're, I think they're going, they're, they're believers too. And uh, so it's great. I mean, but we get there and it was two of them. I guess, like, I guess I can say it was a mother and a daughter. That's fine. But they were terrified. All right. And I was walking to this house, and Shauna was with me, and I just knew, like, I knew, God, you want us out here? You are going to clean this house. That's what you're going to do. I don't have to do anything. You're going to clean this house. And whatever is there knows you're coming, and they ain't going to like it. But we're coming. And I'm like, cool. So we get there. We go in. They explain to us everything that's been going on. And I'm sitting here going, Wow. I mean, things as far as like refrigerator won't allow them to open. They have got, this breaks my heart. They've got blankets hanging on all the windows. Because they say they're looking at them from outside. And I'm like, no, not anymore. Not anymore. I'm just listening. We're just listening to them sharing they're terrified. And let me tell you too, if you if you deal with any of this stuff, you have to be very careful about what you even watch on TV. You know, the thing is that we do have a lot of Christians that are out there that don't know how to deal with this because we we think it's something that we have to do, but it's not us. It's not the power. It's not me. It's not Shauna. It's the blood of Jesus. That's where the power lies. And let me tell you, that blood is in each and every one of us that are Christ followers. And those spirits know that. So we listen to the stories over, and you just listen to them talking to it. And I said, all right, this is, listen, we're just going to go. And, and they were, you know, they were watching shows trying to figure out what do I do when this, God just put us on their, on their mind, like text them. The text actually said, I haven't done with these spirits. Don't think I'm nuts. Are you a preacher? I'm like, I don't have to be a preacher. I'm just a Christ follower. I've got Jesus. That's where the power lies right there. So we go there and we go back in the back room and we just pray. We just start praying. I'm like, God, right now, Holy Spirit, this is your place, Jesus. This is whatever is in here that's not of you is not welcome here. And you it will leave right now in Jesus' name. And we walked around that whole house. And I tell you what, the, the power of the Holy Spirit came in there so strong. It was amazing. And I get to the kitchen, and I'm like, is that a basement? Because there was a door there, and I just knew that's a basement. And she's like, yeah, that's yeah, a basement. She didn't want me to go down there because it's a mess. Hey, all our houses are messes at times, you know. I'm like, hey, it don't matter. I'm going down there. I went down to the basement and prayed took a picture of something when I was down there. I'll show you that in a minute maybe. But I go down there and I finally come back up and I'm like, hey, we're good. Like everything's good. Like I wouldn't pray around outside, but I'm like, you don't have to deal with this anymore. Now let me read you something because they were like, Shauna prayed with them. It was, it was just like God was doing amazing stuff in there. And we got to talk to him and just minister to him. And as we left, I, I gave her this picture 
And now this picture was, can you, did you guys get this picture? All right, awesome. See, those guys are awesome, man. I walked down the basement, and this is what I turned and saw on the wall when I was walking around. So I snapped a picture of it because I just felt right then at that moment that Jesus wanted me to give them this picture and tell them, this is what Jesus wants you to know. I love you so much. And here's what my initial thought was. Okay, I took the picture, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going back up the, the, from the attic, and I felt my, my, our brains start working. You know, our own thoughts are, this is so stupid. I'm going to give them this. This is what Jesus told me to tell you. Here you go. I love you so much. That's what it sounded like in my head. Like, you ain't going to really do that, really? Uh, yeah, I did. I was like, hey, because you, know, you know I knew? God put it on me for a reason. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. If they think I'm weird, hey, they already called me here to, get, to pray over the house. I mean, just, just do it. So I gave it to her and uh, gave it to her and told her that Jesus wanted her to know that. We left that house and, again, it was nothing of me. It was all Jesus. It was all Jesus. He cleared that entire house. I knew it when we left there. And I told Sean on the way home, I was like, babe, I'm going to be praying for him. She's praying for him. We're staying in touch. And I told her, I was like, God's going to get to a point where they're going to take those blankets down. They're going to come down. We left. And uh, this is what's so cool. If you think that there isn't things going on around here that God needs us to be not fearful, to have faith, to do what he wants us to do, let me, let me show you. This is the text I get later. Thank you both from the bottom of my heart. I was worried while you guys were here that after you left, we would feel that creepy feeling we always have when we walk in our house. They've been living there for two years like this, guys. Wow. Two years. And as I'm reading this, I'm going, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not going to feel that creepy feeling anymore. And she said, after we said goodbye and I put my first foot back in the house, I said, oh, my gosh. It's really gone. She said, we both feel peaceful. Whatever was here must be gone now. I can't thank you both enough. I'm not sure what made me think of you guys other than God himself. Now, this is, when I'm reading this, this is making me think of that story of Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, my gosh. What, there's four people in there. What's going on? Look, this is what the enemy doesn't want to start happening. She said, please share this with Shauna and thank her so Thank you. Then I get another, another text. Hey, my daughter just called me into her room and said, the bad man smell is gone. You said they said that the room always smelled like a, like a dirty man. There's a lot of stuff going on there. She said, we always smelled a bad, stinky man smell from, the time to, from time to time. And I told her it left with him. It's gone. And, and I said, yep, Jesus will even remove the stinky smells. Because he will. <laughs> there ain't nothing beyond Jesus. And uh, she goes, she always sleeps with her big light on. And I was walking out of her room. And she said, Mom, can you turn my big light off? It's gone. I said, how do you know? She said, 
I just know it's gone. She said this seriously changed their whole house and is crying. And what I did was I, I told her, I was like, you don't have to live that way. She said, I, I'm crying because it's been so bad living a nightmare. There's people living a nightmare around us that we have no clue about. Because people think it's nuts to share it with us. And I said, you don't have to live that way anymore. And I sent her that picture again, and I tagged it with Jesus as a reminder. And I want to ask you guys to be praying for them. We've still been in contact with them, and they're, they haven't had any problems in here anymore, which I believe that's not going to happen anymore. But do you want to share? Because I don't know exactly the words to all say. you want to share for just a second? All right. Shauna's just going to share what this has turned into. That, that remember, the t- my thought was, eh, this is goofy. Don't you want to do this? This is God, you guys, is doing things when we don't know it. No matter what it sounds like, do it. Because it could be faith making a way for somebody. I don't even know how to use this. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm just going to tell you real quick about what happened last night. Uh, she called me. Well, she texted. She said, can I call you? And I said, yeah, of course. I'm sorry. I'm a little shaky. And uh, she said, I've been a wreck all day long. I've been scared. And I thought she was talking about what happened at her house, you know. And she said, I found out this morning that right when Brian showed me this picture, when you, he walked up from the basement, my son in Georgia was dying from Alcohol poisoning. He's here. So the reason why she called me, I forgot to tell you this part, was because when we were driving down the road again last night, something told me to send her the video of the song Tremble. You know, the song that says, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. That song just came into my head and I thought, oh, she needs to hear that. That's so appropriate for what she's been dealing with. And she said, right when I sent her that, that she was just sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, and her son survived and it was a miracle and doors are opening in that relationship. But it's a just a beautiful thing to know those things that come into your mind and you think this is nonsense, this is crazy. He's putting that there for a reason. And he's put us in people's lives to make a difference and to advance the kingdom of God. And um, yeah, so. Yeah, thanks for sharing. I be, be, continue to be praying for her. And it's just like, it just shows like there's little things that we think, ah, this is stupid. I can tell you now, usually what I do is if I think it feels stupid, I've started checking myself years ago. If I think it feels stupid or silly, then I'm going to ask myself, okay, can God use this? Because if that's the case, it's probably the Holy Spirit telling me to do something. And then my, myself is getting in the way. So don't miss out on these little things that you might think is silly or stupid. God has a purpose for it. And you may never even know what it's for. So I want to encourage you guys, too, that... Jesus was with those three men in a fiery furnace. And he's with you too. 
He is with you. Whatever, if you're stuck in something or you're dealing with something, you need to know if you're a Christ follower, Jesus is with you. If you're not a Christ follower, if you're like, I don't know, what do you mean Christ follower? What I mean is that you believe that Jesus was the Son of God and that he came here and he gave his life on the Christ for us so we could have a relationship with God again. And you acknowledge that. And you say, yes, I believe that Jesus did that. That makes you a Christ follower. It's that simple. Yeah, it's, it's not that hard. It's as simple as uh, me trying to use this app right here. Actually, it's probably simpler. But, but it's very simple. But there's something else. I want to go to Matthew chapter 21, guys. And we're getting ready to wrap up here. Matthew chapter 21 I'm going to read verses 21 through 22 because there's nothing. Here's the thing. This is what I'm talking about, prayer. So we have faith. You don't need a whole bunch of faith. You need faith about this big to move mountains. So don't get caught up in that. It's a little bit of faith. That faith will make a way. There's nothing that cannot be impacted through prayer. Prayers are communication with God. You better believe before I went to that house, I was praying. Me and Shauna prayed. I knew that it was nothing for me. It was all got to be all God. But I knew he's making a way for this family right now for us to be there. We were there not even two minutes away. It's like it isn't a situation where it's just pray have faith, pray, God will make, make it go away. Yeah, he can do that. But that's not the situation that God had placed us in. He made it clear that, no, I've made a way for you to go and let them see the power of my son and his blood. Matthew 21, 21 through 22, it says, Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. So, you got to pray. You got to talk to Jesus about it. This isn't something that I'm not saying like someone's going to call you and say, hey, I got spirits in my house. That could happen. But what I am saying, whatever you're stuck in in life, whatever you're trying to get past in life, whatever you're facing right now in life, you cannot get past that wall if you do it alone. You cannot do it. You might get partway up and you're going to fall right back down. You've got to have, you have to be talking to Jesus about it and trusting that faith is going to make a way and you're going to act on it when it comes to that. So first off, question, how much faith do we need? Mustard seed. All right. How much faith do we need? I need, I need to hear more from that. A mustard seed, all right. So, all right, who is with us? If you're a Christ father, who's with you? Jesus, all right. Who moves the mountains? Jesus. That's right. I've tried to move mountains. I know this physique probably looks as possible, but it's not. I've tried. 
I won't tell you what my weights, what I use at the gym, but <laughs> it's mountain size. <laughs> uh, look, it's Jesus, the power of Jesus that will move the mountains. So whatever is roadblock in your life right now, I want you to know Jesus is the one that can move it. Not me, not Tom, not Shauna. It's Jesus. And he's giving you that connection. If you don't know Jesus, you can have Jesus. It's free. And he can move that. So here's the other thing. Prayer, here's what's the cool thing about prayer. Prayer gets us unstuck. When we try to handle that stuff on our own and not take it to God, we stay stuck. But when we start praying, we start really giving it to Jesus. That gets us unstuck, and that helps us get moving. It's powerful. The power of Jesus will make the impossible possible. So as I get ready to close, I'm going to have them play a song. And I'm going to open up, you guys, I want to open up this altar for you guys just to come and pray. We're just going to have music playing. If you, if you don't know God and you're like, hey, I want to know this Jesus, feel free to come to me. Feel free to grab Tom, to grab Shauna, grab one of us. Let us pray with you. Not because we have to take you there, but because we want to cheer you on. We want to be there to support you. Because that's what Jesus wants us to do. You're not alone in this. But Christians, everybody here that knows Jesus, know this. There's other people all around us that are scared. They are scared. But they need to be able to see the power of Jesus in us. And we need to be willing to say, hey, someone's reaching out to me right now. Let me go and help. Let me be Jesus' hands and feet right now. So if you feel stuck today, if you guys want to stand, if you guys feel stuck today, if you're feeling stuck, I want you to pray. Expect for faith to make a way. Expect for faith to make a way. And secondly, you'll stay stuck if the presence of Jesus isn't with you. You're going to feel stuck. You're going to stay stuck if Jesus isn't with you. Trying to do life alone doesn't work. Do life with Jesus. I got one more verse I want to read here before we play this song. This is actually the song that Shauna sent this this uh, young lady. I guess I can call her young. She's probably my age, so I'm young too, right? Did I hear something? I think uh, Tom said he wasn't going to speak tonight, so we'll just ignore that now. <laughs> uh, I want to read. I'm going to read this verse to you guys. And you can mark this down if you want, but it's, if I can figure out this app again, where is it? All right, I think I got it up here. Put Colossians 3.15 up. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Look, Jesus wants us to have that peace. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. So look, even if you're, a, if you're a believer and you're like, dude, I'm struggling with stuff. Like there's things that just eating at me and I feel like I can't. Look, God wants, he's called us to live in peace. Let's pray together. Let's get Jesus to take this. He wants to take it. He wants to take it away from you tonight. 
He does not want any of us to walk out this door hearing what he wanted us to hear tonight and walk out that door and go, I still feel stuck. I still feel like I'm just afraid. I'm afraid to do what, what God wants me to do. I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to just deal with these people. I'm afraid. God, I don't know what to do. He's telling you what to do. He's telling you what to do tonight. This altar is open. So I'm going to ask him to play a song, and you guys feel free to come and pray. Don't take it out of here with you. Don't take it out.